boy kj this is kj's corner episode number seven man seven episodes in not a lot but you know i'm just getting started in this game of podcasting um i'm about to burp excuse me hold on um no i'm not i brought it back anyway um man it has been there's been a lot of news going on in the sports world uh Everything is coming back. Like I said, July is the renaissance. This month is the renaissance of sports. All the sports is coming back. We love it. That's what we want to see. I mean, we got the MLS. Actually, so much, so, so much things are happening right now. The MLS uh, welcome back tournament is starting. Uh, we got NBA players getting uh, arriving. Teams are arriving in Orlando. Um, some big news on the NFL, which I'm going to start with later. And uh, what a five-star uh, high school recruit going to actually committing to a, a historically black college and/or university—it's um, crazy, man! It's crazy. Um, so much stuff has been happening. So much stuff, and that's good. That's what we need. We need that. Um, nothing, honestly, to distract us from you know Black Lives Matter and our in the movement and um, fighting for equality and. Uh, abolishing systematic racism and social injustice and all that stuff. Um, you know, hopefully we continue to do that while the Renaissance is happening, but it's a great, you know, thing to see amidst, you know, a pandemic that shut everything down. Basically, you know, we're finally getting something, you know, to look forward to and that's sports. And like I said, <clears throat> the biggest news came out of the NFL, man, Patrick Mahomes, the clearly the face of the NFL. I don't think there was any question. There, there, there was no doubt after I think his MVP season that it was his league and everyone needs to catch up. Uh, the young goat, twenty four years of age, who led his team to the Super Bowl down twenty four points, uh, down by twenty four points against the Texans, down by seventeen points in the AFC title game against the Titans. I think down by down 20, 20 to seven or something like they were they were down uh pretty 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 it was double digits for sure. I mean it's football, it's like two scores and it's double digits, but they were down a lot um in, in the Super Bowl and and who else but Patrick Mahomes? I mean, that the guy's a revolutionary. He's changing the game and he's he's right now the front runner to be the greatest of all time player in the NFL. Um, and not even just like player. Like, of course, there's so many positions. There's a go at every position, but uh, we he he could be, you know, as this as his years go on in this league. I mean, he's only 24 years of age, has an MVP, two time All Pro, and is an, a Super Bowl champion. Uh, the man is ridiculously good. He's I mean, great. Excuse me, he's just a monster. Um, he just signed a four. I'm gonna say that again. Four hundred plus million 
dollar contract extension to stay with the Chiefs for 10 years, which will up his total by the end of 10 years to around $503 plus million for 10 years. That is ridiculous. That is a lot of money. LeBron James doesn't have that money in his contract. He has a, he, he got a big contract with the Lakers. Um, he gets a lot of his money out of endorsements. A lot of NFL players get their money out of endorsements. Uh, they, they, I mean, NFL doesn't pay like the NBA does. Um, but shoot, they paid. Uh, they paid that man Patrick Mahomes though. The Chiefs have their quarterback locked up for ten years of greatness. That man is about to have fifty, excuse me, five hundred and three plus million dollars in the end of ten years. So he's gonna have all that compiled up on top of the endorsements that he's currently collecting, also on top of you know the the uh, the incentives and everything that are in the contract. You know, um, a lot of contracts come with incentives. You know, so if he were to say he 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 reaches a, a Pro Bowl or something. That he gets an extra extra mil or uh, a lot of uh, NBA contracts are like that. Like Anthony Davis, um, he didn't make an NBA team or something like that one year with the Pelicans. Uh, he he was injured in and out. He he made the All Star team and everything, but uh, I think he didn't make a first team or something like that. That was an incentive in his contract, and he lost out on like ten million or something or one million or whatever. And it's it's crazy, but. Patrick Mahomes, clearly the face of the NFL. Um, the league is in good hands when it comes to, you know, the the movement of, you know, the young guns, the the guys who are, you know, making their way into the league and, and starting to dominate. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Um, um, who who else is a really young, good, solid, you know, young quarterback that it's that, you know starting to. Josh Allen, I think, is really getting his stride. Um, you know Baker Mayfield. The case is still out for him. We got to see. I, th- I think this year the Browns will make the playoffs. That I think they have everything. Baker just got to get his head right, and I think he'll be fine. But he's uh, the next generation. Kyler Murray. Um, I mean the list goes on. I mean Carson Wentz isn't isn't even that old. I think I believe he's about 27, 28. So he's still um, you know right there in his prime. Uh, so many great faces in the NFL right now, and and Patrick Mahomes leads that and. Uh, I'm about to break down the, or I'm about to give you a breakdown of the money that Patrick Mahomes collects as of right now. It's crazy. So, in ten years, he's he's gonna receive the the, or in ten years, um, basically, he will have the five hundred three million. By that time, I'm sure you know he's 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 an NFL player. He's 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 a a, a lavish living. You know face of the league, you know, he, he's like a lot of celebrities, he's a celebrity. I mean, so he has to live that lot of his lifestyle and keep that up um, and everything. So obviously the money's going to be spent throughout his career, but for 10 years, in 10 years, basically he'll have $503 million. But basically he is making at this second, so I'm currently, currently recording for seven minutes and 44 seconds right now. So as each second pass, Mahomes gets a a dollar and sixty cents for each second. So one second right now that's one hundred sixty or one sixty, a second one sixty, once another second one sixty. Like he's getting one sixty per second as of right now. 
with each minute. So a minute just passed. Um, I'm at minute eight of this. So in eight minutes, in one minute, he gets $96 million, or $96, excuse me. I'm over here saying it all wrong. He gets $96. So 96 times eight minutes that I've already been recording is $768 for eight minutes. So, I'm, so think for a, for a full hour, like for a whole 60 minutes, I'm not even going to do the math on that one. I, I, I'll, I'll do a calculator. Let me see. It's 96, 96 times 60. $5,760. That's that's like for minimum wage and a regular job. That's like what? Two two or three weeks of no, four, not even I don't even think four weeks, like like six weeks of work, maybe. Um just about. I mean, that's crazy. So he gets five thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars every hour, basically. Uh, well, actually, is that's the next that's the next number the breakdown, um, five thousand seven hundred forty two, so I was, so somewhere somebody's math is off, but in an hour he makes five hundred, five thousand seven hundred forty two dollars, in a day, in a day, he makes a hundred and thirty seven thousand eight hundred and eight dollars, people in regular jobs have like careers right now, like, uh. My 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 girlfriend works as a mitigation um, consultant or whatever. I'm not even gonna go into. I I can't really tell you what it is, but she works um, basically for FEMA or whatever, and uh, she tries to find money in the budget in order to 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 place uh, the money into you know helping rebuild um, things that were destroyed by say. You know, a storm or whatever, which you know what FEMA does. FEMA comes in and um, basically uses government money and government funding to um, rebuild places and stuff like that and all that good stuff. So she does that. She finds the money in the budget to do so, and that's her job. And and what she does, you know, what, what that is, I mean, that's a government job, a really high-paying job. And uh, she's trying to be an engineer, and engineers make um, somewhere around, you know, seventy to eighty thousand dollars a year as you know as a career. Patrick Mahomes. Right now, just throwing a football around the field makes one hundred thirty-seven thousand eight hundred and eight dollars um, a day. That's a day in a in a single day in twenty-four hours, he makes one hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. That's crazy. In three hundred sixty-five days or a year, which is obviously it makes sense when you times it by ten, ten years, he makes fifty. Point three million dollars. So every season, every NFL season that goes by, Patrick Mahomes could not suffer. He's not. I'm not. Not knock on wood. He's not going to suffer. You know, a career ending or season injury or anything like that. Um, but he could play eight games a season um, for say whatever reason or or whatever reason. And each year, he's still getting fifty million. I mean, it makes. It's crazy. As 365 days pass, he makes 50 million. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous money. This is not this is not even NBA money. Like this is great. Like he makes it's not even NBA MLB money. I think the the biggest contract in MLB is Mike Trout. I think he makes somewhere like 3,000 or whatever. And then you got um uh the Phillies 
Philly's a, a big name. I forgot. Uh, Bryce Har- Bryce Harper. There it is. Bryce Harper. Um, he he makes around three thousand a year. Um, Russell Westbrook is the highest paid athlete in the NBA. I think he makes two hundred million or whatever, something like that. And then you got like James Harden uh, uh, signed a two hundred million dollar Adidas deal. And then he still makes, you know, the money he makes in the NBA. Uh, LeBron signed like a, a hun- what a one hundred billion dollar contract with Nike, like like for a lifetime or whatever. Um, so after the NBA, like he's set. He has the the Nike and do thing and everything. So he's good. Um, talking about, let me hold a dollar. I, I I wonder if you guys saw that. He's he uh, as soon as the news broke that Patrick Mahomes got the money, LeBron James posted a picture of him and. Uh, or posted a video or whatever, posted him and Patrick and was like, let me hold $5. Like you ain't got that the richest shoe contract in Nike's history or whatever. It's crazy. But yeah, Patrick Mahomes, man, is making, yeah, not even MLB money, definitely not NBA money. That's beyond money. Like he is ridiculously rich or going to be ridiculously rich. He's making hat. In ten years, he's ha- he's half a billionaire. That's ridiculous, and I'm and I'm guessing in ten years, you know, he's the face of the NFL. He's a he's a good looking guy. He's a winner, um, and I think the Chiefs are going to be relevant and great um, for not even just his ten years there, but even longer than that. I mean, he's going to be thirty four by that time, and at the age of thirty four, I mean, you still had. Still have guys like Tom Brady playing. Um, you still got guys. You still have Peyton Manning. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still going out there. Um, still, still putting in work. And uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a guy who has also a really strong arm. And I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speculate, but I'm not gonna. I don't expect him to really lose. You know, a, a cannon of an arm. Um, at 34, I, th- I still think you know he'll be in good shape to be able to throw a ball as far as he does and launch it the way he does, but he'll be half a billionaire by that time. And, and the thing maybe, and who knows, maybe even could be a billionaire with, with endorsements and, and um, all this other, all the, all the other income that, that, that he's bringing in, like he could potentially be a billionaire and Hey, we don't have, we don't have enough black billionaires in, in this, in this country and in this world. So um, it'd be a sight to see, Patrick Mahomes in 10 years, you know, where he's at, what he's doing. Um, I mean, how he's living, he's going to be living fine. He's, he's, he's going to be living fine. That man, like I said, he, he's making $137,000 a year. I mean, a, a, a day in a day. That's crazy. Um, ESPN also compiled this list um, of the people um, who we could currently get. So these are players um, based on their current contracts um, or their current guarantee money that they receive from their contracts. They're, they're not making this little amount of money, but the guarantee money that, 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 that they're getting um, is how much Patrick Mahomes apparently can buy them. Um, so $45 million was what they came up with, ESPN came up with. Again, he makes $50 million every single year. Um, so for $45 million, which I guess is guaranteed money that he's getting um he could have Patrick Mahomes if he wanted or can't couldn't happen but 
he could afford um, with the guaranteed money that these players are getting. Lamar Jackson, who is guaranteed two point four million, Nick Chubb, one point eight million, uh, Juju Smith, one million, Chris Godwin, point uh, eight million, or so I'm guessing like eight thousand or whatever, eighty or eight hundred thousand. Um, Cooper Cup a thousand or a million, George Kittle seven seven hundred thousand, Orlando Brown nine hundred thousand, Ryan Ramzik. Uh, two point two million. Connor Williams, one point four million. Elgin Jenkins, one point seven million. Ryan Kelly, two point six. Max Crosby, uh, eight eight hundred thousand. Kenny Clark, two point three million. Joey Bosa, six point five million. T.J. Watt, two point three million. Darius Leonard, I think the best linebacker in the NFL, one point eight million. Fred Warner, one point or one million. Uh, Leighton Vanderess, three million. Trey White, I think. Second best corner, I'll give him that. I think he's better. I think he's behind uh Stephon Gilmore. I think Jalen Ramsey goes third. Um in corners. And I'm I'm gonna get to rankings later because I also thought this was pretty egregious when I read it um from ESPN. Uh yeah, JC Jackson, uh six hundred thousand. Mega Fitzpatrick, I think the best free safety in the NFL, uh four point one million, and then Xavier Woods, six hundred thousand dollars. So that's that's how, that, that's all the players Patrick Mahomes could currently buy right. All the these are all guys who are a couple or a bunch of them are all pros um, and pro bowlers. A couple of them are guys who are on the cusp of being uh, pro bowlers or starter reaching stardom. Um, but that's how much Patrick Mahomes. That's that's the people Patrick Mahomes could buy, and that is ridiculous, ridiculously crazy. That's that's a lot of money. Um, there's also a picture or a stat that they posted about the players who are also making a lot of money. Um, and again, it was uh, Patrick Mahomes beat them all, but uh, I can't really find it. I can look for it later. But Patrick Mahomes is making, in 10 years, is going to be the richest athlete. It's the richest contract uh, signed by any athlete in any sport, any anywhere in history. Um, so... This man is is set. He's set for life. And not only that, he's great. Like he's he this isn't this isn't lightning in a bottle. Like he literally came in uh the year that Alex Smith got traded. Um he was the quarterback in waiting. I mean, he was selected in the in the first round by the Chiefs. Um and Andy Reid, like I like I mentioned last episode in regards to moving along with the league. Cam Newton signed with the Patriots. I think uh Bill Belichick is one of the smartest coaches, or if not the smartest coach of uh, in NFL history and all time. Um, he knows how to get the best out of his players, and and he knows what players he wants. He he knows how to recruit and and bring in players in the system and and have them work um, coherently in the system. And he brings in a guy like Cam Newton, who we all know is an all world guy, and and he was an all world guy, still is, but you know he's. Um, uh, due to injuries and you know lack of utilization, I think for parts of his career he hasn't really been um, the Auburn Cam or the MVP season Cam, um, the couple first seasons of his career Cam. Um, but we'll see how it works with Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick is moving along with the league and you know is, is trying to get a quarterback who not only can move the pocket and run out the pocket and create plays with his legs, um, but uh, oh well yeah. He create plays with his legs, but he can also, you know, throw the ball and 
throw receivers open and do all that stuff. And so um, that's that's kind of the wave in the NFL. Like I, I mentioned early on in, in the podcast, you got these new faces of the league. Lamar Jackson just won an MVP doing exactly that, moving the pocket, uh, uh, being able to throw receivers open. I mean, he, he, he got one of his uh, NFL targets or um, receivers into the Pro Bowl, um, not his actual receivers, but a tight end, Mark Andrews, into the Pro, Pro Bowl. Um, so he's not, you know, he's not a slouch. I mean, he's he's throwing the ball out there and getting it out there. And he's not just running the ball every single time. Um, and even so, like, teams can't stop that. Um, teams aren't fast enough to stop a guy like Lamar Jackson. Um, teams weren't able to stop a guy like Cam Newton. Kyler Murray at Oklahoma, who won the Heisman, um, teams weren't able to stop that. And he was able to to to, to uh, throw the ball and flick it out there. Um uh, even in his first season with the Cardinals, he he was he was really solid. So uh, Deshaun Watson is a guy that we even saw in the playoffs when he he won against the went into uh, excuse me had the yeah the the Bills played at home. So uh, yeah, in the playoffs when they were down, I mean uh, the, the the that secondary was pretty really really solid. So I mean they were shutting down DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, the pressure up front was really good. They have a really good defense. Um, with forcing Deshaun Watson to get out the pocket. And what did he do? He got out the pocket. He was running. He was um, creating plays with his legs and everything. Um, that's what uh, teams are looking for, guys are looking for, a guy who can not only throw the ball 60 yards like nothing, um, but also move the pocket and create plays when there isn't a play to be made. And that's what's the that's the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. He is the epitome of that. He's been the epitome of... Um, making something out of nothing. We literally saw um, in that one game, I believe it was either last year, um, I believe it was last year, it was last year or this year, but uh, the, they played against the Ravens and um, they were down and Patrick Mahomes was 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 on a like a heat, a heat streak, um, a hot streak, excuse me, was killing it for the past couple of days, um, running out the pocket, finding his receivers and everything. The Ravens shut that down really quick and then, uh, it was like fourth, fourth and and whatever, and he just chucked the ball up and found Tyreek Hill in the middle of the field. Um, again, if you saw the NFL playoffs this past season, uh, each game they were down, they were down by double digits going into the going into the second quarter or halftime or whatever, and Patrick Mahomes was just making something out of nothing, getting out the pocket, running, throwing the ball on the run, everything, throwing the ball across his body to the other side of the field, finding receivers. I mean, his field vision and his um, his NFL IQ are just off the charts. And uh, like I said, Andy Reid is another guy who is able to adapt and progress with the league. And I think I think it really started with, uh, I mean, it didn't start with Carson Wentz, but we saw, you know, Carson Wentz that season where the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, is a guy is a mobile quarterback who can run out the pocket, uh, has a, has a, has a really good arm, um, is accurate, and he was the potential MVP of that season before he had the season-ending injury. Um, but he, he what he did with the Eagles and and with that Doug Peterson team, Doug Peterson was was recently new. I think it was his second year coaching, and they make it to the Super Bowl and win. And it wasn't you know just because of Nick Foles. I mean that whole team was dynamic but it was because of Carson Wentz you know he was a really solid player um he was able to run out the pocket and, and create plays with his feet and didn't even have like a, a really 
great receiver he had, like a guy like Alshon Jeffrey who's getting up there in age. And um, I don't even think they had Deshaun Jackson yet. I think they still had um, uh, – they didn't have, you know, no, no noticeable receivers. And he's out here, you know, again, was the potential MVP before he got hurt. Um, I think Cam really opened teams' eyes for having a – a quarterback who can who can, you know, make plays with his feet without having the necessary pieces around him. Who did he really have offensively besides Greg Olson and a decent running back in Jonathan Stewart on that team, that fifteen and one team that primarily was known for their defense. Their defense was just so good. And I mean Cam was all world that year that they were just so good. So it just really I think opened team's eyes and really saw that um, scramble quarterbacks, quarterbacks who can make plays out of thin air um, when it looks like that the defense has them, looks like that the defense, uh, you know, shut the play down. They just make stuff happen. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is. He's a GOAT and he sustained his success. I mean, his first year, uh, nobody, I don't think anyone expected him to, to do the things he did. I thought the Chiefs were going to be good. I didn't think they were going to be great. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be great. I just knew he was going to be good because of um, his. I, I trusted Andy Reid. I trusted Andy Reid. And um, seeing Patrick Mahomes in college, I mean, Texas Tech wasn't that great, but he was always, you know, just electrifying to watch still in Texas Tech. So he was solid. Um, and then year two comes around uh, of, I mean, he's, he's in his third season, but year two of being the starter comes around and, he finally, you know, breaks through, gets to the Super Bowl, wins it on a comeback. I mean, it's no question he's the face of the league and the greatest quarter. Right now, the definitely, the I, I would say, the greatest young quarterback I've seen um, in my time of watching the NFL. Um, you can bring up any name you want to. I think Ben Roethlisberger would be one of the first names you could bring up for a young quarterback to lead a team to a Super Bowl and win. Um, now, granted, that was a you know a rushing team and a team that had a really stout defense and obviously Jerome Bettis and everything. But uh, Ben Roethlisberger really you know held himself and held his ground. And even a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, like he's six five and two forty, um, he can run out the pocket and make plays out of thin air. And he had a strong arm and everything, and he was great. And still a solid quarterback. But Ben Big Ben was another. Uh, predecessor uh to the the mobile quarterback obviously michael vick is the you know the 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 goat of you know mobile quarterbacks and shifty quarterbacks but uh patrick mahomes put it all together and 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 won a super bowl and now you see he got paid for it and he deserves it lamar jackson like we said just we just saw him win the win an mvp having an extra season um so all these young quarterbacks coming in I think really should, you know, start working on being mobile and being able to, to, to make plays on the run as much as they make plays in the pocket. And like I said, I think Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback that we've seen so far. And now I know it's only been two seasons, but the amount, the things that he's done in his two seasons, it's not like he's, he's carried, he's been carried. It's not like, like, like a Joe Flacco, like Joe Flacco, I would say it was really solid that 2012 season when the Ravens won it. Um, he definitely uh, deserved to be the MVP of that of that game. 
Um, and the MVP of the playoffs. I mean, I think he, he really showed out that season. He hasn't been that Joe Flacco since. But in a sense, you could say that the Ravens, throughout that throughout his whole tenure there, that defense carried them. And, and they had a decent rushing game and everything, and decent receivers, definitely. But um, it wasn't like the Joe Flacco was was shooting – you know, out shooting other quarterbacks and and dominating on offense for for the, for the Ravens to win. Uh, Patrick Mahomes literally has to go, you know, Kevin Durant, Curry mode, like Giannis, LeBron, take over, um, put up ridiculous numbers uh, for the Chiefs to 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 be competitive in these games, and then their defense, you know, gets hyped after after seeing him do the things that he does, and they think, oh yeah, we got to turn up now, so they turn up. And so it's not like, yeah, it's not like he's being carried by a great defensive team or um, having great offensive weapons around him. Granted, yes, he does have a, a, a solid Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, who, who, who's growing into that number four pick that he was uh, way back when. And Travis Kelsey, who's an all pro tight end. Um, they don't have a rushing game. So, I mean, uh, you, you force, you're making, you're, you're making uh, Patrick Mahomes, do what he does, and that's that's create plays. And it's like I said, it's not like he's being carried by an offense or being carried by a really stout defense. He is legitimately the reason why the Chiefs are relevant and the Chiefs are doing good. Um, you, uh, again, uh, look at look at the Alex Smith years. They were they were a playoff team. Um, they were a really they had a really stout defense uh, defense those years, um, but Alex Smith isn't taking you to a Pro Bowl. He's a game manager, and he's um, he's accurate. He's decent. I'll give you that. He's not a scrub or anything, but he's definitely um, not a Patrick Mahomes or not a playmaker like that. Um, ergo, Patrick Mahomes comes in. So I think he's he's up there right now of being. He's definitely the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't care what nobody says right now. Tom Brady. Um, is not on a decline, but he he's still you know he's not doing Tom Brady things. He's accurate. He's still gonna get you uh, three thousand yards and not gonna throw any interceptions and stuff like that. He's still gonna. Um, I mean, with this with this offense this year, he's gonna be solid. But he's uh, he's not the Tom Brady back in 07 or um, back when they came back from the Falcons against the Falcons in the Super Bowl and won that. Um, when they beat the Raven or the Rams in the Super Bowl, uh, he's not that Tom Brady anymore. So, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes by far is the best quarterback in the league with all the intangibles. He can, he has an arm, he can scramble, he can make plays, he has a good IQ, he can now read defenses. Um, he's the whole package. So, by far the best quarterback. But that's not what some current i guess analyst had said and it was crazy i don't know what where this came from but it was the most egregious um the most egregious like rankings that i ever saw so i have it right here it was um the ranking the ranking of the nfl's top qbs and it's on espn there's a link in the espn bio for the full rankings um i think i saw the full ranking and on the on the ESPN post on Instagram, uh, it only has five. So the the top five were Patrick Mahomes at number one, Russell Wilson at number two, and this is by 
uh, voted on by 50 executives, coaches, scouts, and players combined. Um, Deshaun Watson, number four, behind Aaron Rodgers, who was three, Russell Wilson, who was two, and then Drew Brees is five. Uh, six was Lamar Jackson. I believe seven was Tom Brady. Uh, eight was... Uh, at this point, it was like, it was like, okay, well, who, who, I, I can't really remember the list. I got to look it up again, but I do remember, yeah, Lamar Jackson was right there at six. It was six or seven. It was right there, six or seven, no less. Um, and I was just like, wow, the reigning MVP still getting, still getting, still getting hammered, still getting, Still getting that hate. I mean, I remember the uh, the guy who came out the first season, uh, Lamar's. This is the the beginning of this season. Lamar uh, was getting ready to be the you know the full time quarterback, play all seven sixteen games, and and uh, you know show that he was show that he's not a running back. I remember the uh, analysts just talking about how you know he's not going to get it done. You know they're, they're going to pander the offense to him. You know going to be a running offense. Blah blah blah. He can't, he's not accurate, can't find guys, can't throw receivers open, this and that. Has the historic season he has, wins the MVP, the Ravens go 14-2. and two. He does lose in the playoffs um, to a, vet, a veteran um, Titans team. And um, got to give respect to, to where respect is due. I mean, they definitely deserved, the Titans deserved it. Um, I think Lamar's going to come back better this next season and get his first playoff win. But they lose... And Lamar gets his, his MVP and everything, and that this there was the same like uh, executive or scout or whatever who came out, and uh, apparently Lamar Jackson didn't get a unanimous decision, but he did get like ninety nine percent majority of the votes, or something like it was like ninety eight or ninety nine percent majority of the votes, and there was that one person that didn't that didn't uh, vote him as the MVP. And it was the same person who had said that he wasn't a good quarterback. He, was, he wasn't going to be as good as, as people expect him to be or whatever. And he still kept, and this guy still kept hating on him. I was just like, how, is, how, how do you see what he does throughout the whole season um, and still berate him and still get on him and still tell, still – to this day, talk about that he's not a good quarterback. Like, I don't understand it. That makes no sense. The other thing that got that that like really got to me was like, so the rankings are up. Patrick Mahomes, no question. I me personally, I think Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback, is the best quarterback in the NBA, NFL right now. NBA, come on now. In the NFL right now. Um, like I said, all the whole package can make plays can run out the pocket, can do everything on the field that a quarterback is needed to do and is accurate, has an arm, everything. He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, they have a highest and lowest rank. So Patrick Mahomes was the consensus number one. Well, not consensus. Because apparently somebody out of the 50 executives, coaches, scouts, and players uh, ranked him as low as four. In quarterbacks, I need to know who in their right mind 
thought that Russell Wilson, who I'll give it to definitely, is a one-time Super Bowl quarterback. Um, hasn't won an MVP, but is a perennial pro bowler, a perennial all-pro. Um, if Patrick Mahomes can do everything that Russell Wilson can do, but is taller and does it better, there's no way he should be above Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I'm not going to give... There's no way anyone should have voted Wilson over Patrick Mahomes. Um, now, you can definitely say Patrick Mahomes has, since he's gained, came into the league, has had the weapons. Russell Wilson has been dealing with, you know, a slot receiver for his main receiver in uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf, they just got him. They don't really have anybody else. Um, so who is he really throwing the ball to? Uh, he still gets it done, which is which is remarkable. But um, to put him over Patrick Mahomes right now, like you can't slight Patrick Mahomes for having uh, all pro receivers and stuff like that. So I'm not gonna put him Russell Wilson over Patrick Mahomes. Um, no way in the right mind did anybody should anybody have put Aaron Rodgers, who is third on the list, over Patrick Mahomes. Um, Aaron Rodgers can't even get past the Niners. We saw Russell, we saw Patrick Mahomes beat the Niners. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, has continuously, or he has won a Super Bowl. I mean, all the the top four of the top five people in the top in the top five rankings list are Super Bowl champions and MVPs. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Bezos fifth, which I'm also not going to put over Patrick Mahomes because. I don't know what 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 is this going off by? What are the rankings going? Are they going off by what they currently just did? Uh what what their current skills are right now or career? Because if it's career, obviously Tom Brady would have been number one. If it's if it's going off a skill set, again, Patrick Mahomes can do everything that all these quarterbacks can do, but better. And he got him it got him a Super Bowl. So He's he's obviously number one. That should be no question. If it's off of what I say, I said skill, um, skill, career, and what they just did. Uh, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs just beat three teams straight while trailing at the half. To win the, uh, and end up winning a Super Bowl, so no quarterback has ever done that. I know Tom Brady was down twenty-eight to three to the Falcons in the Super Bowl and came back as the best comeback in Super Bowl history. But if we're like if 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 the if the criteria or the rankings was off of what currently happened, yes, Russell Wilson made the made the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers and and he he was a front runner. He was neck and neck with Lamar Jackson for MVP until Lamar Jackson and the Ravens went crazy. Um, so Russell Wilson was the second, I think second in Pro Bowl, in a Super Bowl voting. Um, Aaron Rodgers uh, got the Ravens to, or got the Packers, excuse me, to a 13-3 record. Um, and then won the NFC North. So he's deserving of that. And he was a Pro Bowl selection. Um, Deshaun Watson, Pro Bowl selection. And... We saw what he did in the playoffs. 
almost took out the potential Super Bowl uh, champions, but they, he didn't. Um, but he's up there. Deshaun Watson, by far, is is up there. I mean, it's going to be – we're definitely going to see this year um, how uh, he does without, you know, a top five receiver without DeAndre Hopkins. But um, I think he's – I think Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback – is a great quarterback. And we're going to see how he does. And he's only 24 too, so he has a lot of time to – to to lead the Texans to to a title, got to get through Mahomes though, and then Drew Brees, um, who lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, like, what are we really talking about here? Like, I don't see how or who or why anybody ranked Mahomes fourth on the QB list. I would need to know the logic. I would need to know one why the rankings are the rank how the rankings are set up. Is it off of skill? Is it off of career? Is it off of what they currently just did? Like, I need to know. <clears throat> it just doesn't make sense. But anyway, man, Patrick, you secured the bag. I'm proud of you, brother, man. You were about to be a, a billionaire. Um, and we again, they're, they're on, there aren't a lot of black billionaires in this country, in this world. Um, so, Patrick, in 10 years, if you can do it, brother, I, I, I salute you because that's crazy. That's, 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 that's good. You deserve every single penny. Uh, the greatest comment out of the whole, you know, off of the whole signing after after the shockwave of Patrick Mahomes signing that contract extension, um, the greatest comment I saw was uh, from DeAndre Hopkins, who who even came out and said, uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has 24 reasons. Uh, uh, or, yeah, hold on. I'm about to look it up because now nah, I just I, I just forgot it. Um but it was it was someone on the lines of he has twenty four reasons to sign that contract or something like that, uh, and it was an ode to the Texans were up twenty four to zero, uh, and they came back and beat the beat the the Chiefs came back and beat the Texans. I gotta look it up because it was a re- it was a really good like really good quote, really good quote. DeAndre Hopkins showing his love. Got to show your love off of that. Richard Dillon in sports history. That's crazy. Um, what did Dre, DeAndre Hopkins say? It, it was it was creative. It was just an ode to the fact that the Texans were up 24 to nothing. And, uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes came back. And, or he led the comeback, obviously. Oh, here, here it is. Here it is. DeAndre Hopkins. 24 reasons why Mahomes deserves that, period. Zero doubts he will win more Super Bowls. That is, that's creative. That's, 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 that's great wordplay. Great syntax. Great diction. I see you. I see you, DeAndre Hopkins. That's really good. Uh, 24-0, they were up. The Texans were up. And then Mahomes in... And there's a meme that's out there too. He was it's a meme of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes talking to each other. And Travis Kelsey's pointing up at the scoreboard or pointing up at something or whatever. And Mahomes is listening to him. And the captain on the meme says, All right, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna play with them a little bit. We're gonna let them score all these points. And then get this. We're gonna come back and win. And it's 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 a pretty funny meme. I like it. But like I said, congrats, P Mahomes, man. You deserve it. And uh Shoot, let me hold five dollars. LeBron is rich. LeBron's the richest athlete. When Forbes comes out, I, I got to see when Forbes comes out when they do the Forbes list again because 
I'm sure Mahomes about to be on that, but uh, LeBron was, I think, somewhere around five or six of the most wealthiest athletes in the country in the world. And you know, Ronaldo and Messi were like one because you know they're soccer players in Europe who have billions of endorsements, and soccer players in Europe get so much money. Um, but they, yeah, he was he was like five or six or whatever on Forbes list, along with Steph and. I think uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, I think Katie or Harden or Curry was the other person on that list. But um, shoot, let me hold five dollars, Patrick. You don't need that. You don't. You don't even need that one hundred thirty-seven thousand a day, bro. You don't need that. I need that. You don't need that. Um, in other sports news, man. Like I said, the NBA is coming back. The uh, the bubble is starting. Teams have arrived in Orlando. Um, they've already done some training camp. They've done scrimmages. Uh, they've gotten their food. I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter or or, uh, or social media lately and seen the, the post that the NBA players have been posting of the food that they've been getting. Oh, man. They've been, they're getting scraps. They're getting, they're getting uh, hospital food. Like, it's, it is crazy that... These players who are making ten plus million, the minimum, well, minimum like five million, but uh, minimum five million dollars a year, um, are over here getting uh, hospital food, airplane food, like the 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 struggle food. They're getting struggle meals, and it's crazy. But they've arrived to in Orlando. The bubbles, the bubble teams, have all gotten there, getting all situated and everything again. The NBA starts in T-minus 21 days. So get ready to see the schedule. Again, Pelicans have the easiest uh, bubble schedule. Uh, I think the NBA wants to see the Lakers versus the Pelicans in the first round, which I kind of want to see too. But I said in the, in the earlier episode, I don't mind if John Morant and the Grizzlies are in because they were fun to watch and he was fun to watch. And them against the, the Lakers would be uh, really fun to see, but hey, it'd be it'd be um, poetic justice. It would it would be great to see Brandon Ingram, who was on the cusp of you know some kind of stardom or being a really good player in L.A., gets traded uh, in the Anthony Davis deal along with Lonzo and Josh Hart, and Lonzo improves. Uh, Brandon Ingram averages twenty five points a game and becomes an All Star. Zion in 19 games is averaging 21 points and like 11 rebounds or whatever, a, a monster. Um, so it'd be great. Jo- and, and Josh Hart is doing his thing. So it'd be great to see the former Laker core come back and play in Staples against the team that traded them away for Anthony Davis. It'd be poetic justice. It really would be. It'd be, it'd be fun to watch. Um, Jamal Crawford is back in the NBA, signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh <laughs> They showed a, a, an image on on Instagram, on SportsCenter, or ESPN, or whatever. <laughs> the 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 starting, the potential starting five or or the the ending five for the Nets, the team that'll close it out in close games, and the bubble team. And it was obviously a Kyrie, an uninjured uninjured Kyrie, uh, and a healthy, uh, COVID free. DeAndre Jordan and Spencer Dedwini. Um, so that's what? One, two, three. Uh, Kevin Durant and Karis LeVert. 
where the closing closing nets or whatever. Now the bubble nets, it was like uh, <laughs> Jamal Crawford, Karis LeVert, I think Joe Harris, Michael Beasley, and Jarrett Allen. Um, so the Nets are in the playoffs. I, I believe they're the, the seventh or eighth seed. They're somewhere between Orlando and I think they're Orlando is definitely in. Orlando was like seven. So I think the Nets were eight and or seven. No, it was one of those, but those two teams are in it. The Nets, the all 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 of Orlando's players are coming back. Um, all the Nets players are either hurt or or protesting Kyrie's um, off doing his thing, and he's still hurt, but he um, is is off doing his thing and protesting and trying to fight for for uh, Black Lives Matter. So he's still doing his thing. KD is. We've seen the videos. We've seen his explosion and everything. We've seen the jumper, all the workouts and stuff. He looks like he's healthy. He's not coming back anytime soon, except for next season. Um, Dante Jordan and Spencer Dinwiddie tested for COVID, um, so they are not going to participate. So the bubble nets are going to be the nets that we're going to see, and you might as well just cancel that series. We're not trying to see the who, who, who the the Bucks destroy the Nets by 30 points every single game until the next round. Like, that's going to be boring. Um, and not even – who I think the second team in the East was, at the time, the Celtics. Um, so I don't really want to see the Celtics also beat up on the Nets like it's that easy. Like, that's, that's not fun. It's, it's basketball, but it's not basketball. Like, the Nets were – the Nets were a competitive team when they had D'Angelo. And most likely they would have been competitive if they had Kyrie and and um, Dinwiddie. I'm pretty sure even if COVID had not happened and you no know, Black Lives Matter and everything wouldn't have happened, um, and the season would have kept going and Kyrie didn't get hurt, um, the Nets would have made the playoffs. But they would have still been, I think, in the same position, and they would have been at least competitive. Like Kyrie is a playoff performer, um, so they would have been competitive, but. Now you got this team of misfits um, playing against the Bucks and or the the Celtics. It's not going to be fun, but it, it'll be basketball, so whatever. But Jamal Crawford is back in the NBA. I was happy to hear that. Happy to see that. No, I don't know how he didn't get signed throughout the whole season. There are teams who needed offense, and he generates offense every single time he touches the ball. I don't care how old he is, he can still put the ball in the rim or in the net. So glad he's on the nets. He's going to play in the, he's going to play the season. So again, they have a regular season, a couple of games and then they, they, they get into the turn or they get into the playoffs and everything. So, um, good luck to the nets. Uh, Bradley bill opted out, uh, to play for the Wizards. So the Wizards chances, even though they had no chance is definitely no chance at all. Um, they might as well not even like, coming they might as well just kick them out and put in the Hawks because the Hawks will play the Hawks will at least play and 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 do something they'll be fun to watch Trey Young will play they'll have an all-star and everything the the literally Bradley Beal was the only player on that team that gave you offense and then the second leading scorer Davis Bertans said Ben said he wasn't going to play so that's so like who do you have? Like who who do they have? Who who who's who are we gonna watch on the Wizards? That's gonna be super not fun. Like they might as well again take them out, put in a team like the Hawks or something, 
or a team with with an all star that's not in the playoffs, and just let them be in the bubble. Like that's because that's crazy. Um, I believe. Uh, oh yeah, Oladipo who came back, who did come back from injury this season, um, and and played minimal minutes. You know, trying to get his conditioning back and and you know trying to get his rhythm back. You know, when when you uh, tear something and or rip something and and have a really serious injury, um, you're always tentative, tentative a little bit. Um, Gordon Hayward was like that last season with the Celtics, but Oladipo opted out of the of the Pacers. We're kind of used to seeing Oladipo or the Pacers not play with. The Pacers not play with him, so I guess we're kind of used to that. They're in the playoffs. They're like in the fifth or sixth spot or whatever um, in the East, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, again, they, there's a regular season before the playoffs start, so these teams have a chance to move up and or down in the, in the, in the playoff standings, but I don't see the Wizards making it. Um, they, have the, they have the opportunity. They're not going to do it. Bradley Bill is not going to be there, so what's the point? Um, the Pacers could potentially fall down. Um, who knows? Bubble Nets could be good. Um, Orlando still has their full squad, so they might be solid. Um, so we'll see, man. The bubble is getting ready to, to start. Um, LeBron, I think you need to talk to Chris Paul and the, and the NBA Players Association and, and talk about these meals, this meal situation, because y'all really got hospital food. Y'all got fleeced. Might as well just stayed home, had y'all chefs cook y'all food and stuff, cause y'all ain't got a one food. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, last thing before I get off, um, I appreciate you guys listening to today's today's episode. Um, McCur make or Mc, mm, I'm about to butcher this name, but McCur uh, McCur maker the uh, I don't think he's the brother. I think he's the nephew of Thon Maker. Oh, excuse me, the cousin. The nephew? What the heck? He is the cousin of a uh, Piston Center Thon Maker. Uh, he was Thon Maker was a lottery pick back in 2017, 20, 2016, 2017, one of those years. Uh, the Bucks picked him in the in the top ten or whatever, uh, and. Didn't pan out there, got traded to the Pistons, and he's been doing whatever with them. But uh, Thon Maker was, you know, a, a highlight AAU Ball is Life mixtape legend and um, went overseas or played prep ball and then didn't really play overseas. I think he just, you know, just worked out and then got drafted in the league in the first round. So his cousin, McCurr Maker, who was a top five prospect in this 2020 class, high school class, um, went to a prep school in Arizona. Um, I think the same school that uh, DeAndre Ayton went to. Um, decided to, out of, you know, Arizona and Kentucky and all these big name schools, UCLA, a lot of Pac-12 schools, decided to go to Howard. Um, committed to Howard and, you know, came out and said it. Um, he wants to start that wave of, of black players going to HBCUs and you know these guys he's he's a five-star prospect which means you know all colleges are trying to grab to this kid and want this kid to come play for their program um so he 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 has the clout and has the you know ability to 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 
to make that move and to make that push. And uh, recently, a San Diegan by the name of Mikey Williams, if for some of you guys, of my listeners or viewers who um, don't know who Mikey Williams is, he's the top, one of the top sophomores, um, uh, incoming sophomores uh, in high school. One of the top players in high school, regardless of class, he's just really that good. Um, but an incoming sophomore um, who uh, killed it this past season as a freshman has been in the national news uh, for one playing, got noticed by playing with LeBron James AU team and playing with his son and everything. And um, he's a San Diego native, came back home to San Diego and played at San Ysidro High School uh, by the border and killed it his freshman season, played against some of the top high school players uh, players in the country and, and really stood out averaged about 20 some or 30 some points a game. Like he was really that dynamic. Um, he came out uh, in a tweet and said, uh, he, he really thinking about, you know, going to a HBCU and McCurr maker, who is a senior and, you know, decided, um, on his decision just this past Saturday, um, is going to Howard, which Howard's a pretty prominent school. I think, uh, I think with HBCUs, I think uh, uh, Tennessee State um, is it, it's either Tennessee State or Middle Tennessee State. Um, you got uh, what's that one school? Um, ah, I'm, I'm blanking on on an HBCU that um, that these these are HBCUs that typically make it to the tournament. That typically um, you'll see like uh, Robert Covington on the Rockets went uh, to. I think it's middle middle Tennessee State or Tennessee State or something like that, but it, it's an all black college. He went there. Um, Howard Howard is an all black college. They they typically do good in, in their conference. Um, and then I think it's Georgia Georgia State. Um, Georgia State is an all black school that that typically uh, has made it recently to the NCAA tournament. Um, a lot of these. HBCUs make it to, to the tournament. They they get up they they get in there as like fifteen or sixteen seeds or if they have a really good season they'll get as high as like uh thirteen or fourteen maybe I think now fourteen the highest um, but they'll make it to the NCAA tournament and Howard has been a team that you know has always had solid uh, has always brought in solid players locally and around the country and stuff and you bring in a seven foot five-star center um, to change that, I think Howard's going to um, get on the map. And not only is that going to, you know, put Howard on the map, it's going to put HBCUs on the map. And then it's going to make that tweet that Mikey Williams put out a reality. You know, teams are going to start going to HBC or black athletes are going to start going to these HBCUs and they're going to start being prominent. Um, they're going to start being you know, they're really good. And, and, and we're going to see, um, for instance, Howard, who just, you know, who, who broke the ground and now has a, the highest um, five-star, the highest ranking uh, rated prospect to ever go to an HBCU is McCurr Maker. Um, we're going to see guys like Mikey Williams or, or um, you know, guys in his class or guys even like maybe Bronny um, eventually when he picks his school, who I, I know LeBron wants him to go to Duke, but um, we'll, we'll see guys like that all reach their senior years and, you know, 
put HBCUs in the forefront, put it, put it, put it in their minds. Like, oh, Howard and McCurr Maker's time there, you know, they were ranked in the top, you know, in in the in the country. They were top ranked in the country. They made the tournament. They won their conference. They were they were doing all this and that. So we're gonna see HBCUs be great because of what McCurr Maker did with Howard signing there. Mikey Williams talking about he's really legitimately thinking about going to an HBCU. Um, as it it'll be groundbreaking. It it'll be it'll it'll be it'll get it'll send shockwaves through the basketball community, and it'll be great for these HBCUs because um, not only are the are the you know the the schools getting these high profile athletes, but these high profile athletes bring in media and endorsements. Endorsements bring in money for the schools for the programs. Um, and it all goes back to the school. And so, uh, you know, all, all these regular schools and stuff, all these regular universities are getting that money from athletes anyway. Why not it all go to, why not it go to HBCUs? So shout out McCurr Maker for being a trailblazer. Um, Mikey, uh, you're next. You got two years to think about it. Um, but with that being said, I appreciate you all tuning in to another episode of KJ's Corner. This is your boy KJ. And I got nothing to say, but subscribe, like, retweet, um, follow, do whatever, comment, all that good stuff. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Peace out.